This is Voicemail, the Universal Postal Union's podcast covering the wonderful world of mail. I'm your host, Ian Kerr. In a moment, I'll be joined by Anja Klug, Head of the Office for Switzerland and Liechtenstein at the UNHCR, the UN Refugee Agency. Before we get to Anja Klug from the UNHCR, a quick word about the work of the Ukrainian postal operator Ukraposhta. Ukraposhta is continuing to deliver to civilians, including internally displaced people and refugees. UPU members can support Ukraposhta by donating to the UPU Emergency and Solidarity Fund. To learn more about the fund, go to the UPU website, upu.int. That's upu.int. Joining me online is Anya Klug. Anya is Head of Office for Switzerland and Liechtenstein at the UNHCR, the UN Refugee Agency. Anya, welcome to the UPU Voicemail Podcast. The question we ask all our guests is, what is your first memory of the post? Thank you so much for inviting me. And it's a really uh, nice question to open the conversation. Um, I had to think a little bit, but uh, my first memory of the post is really related to sending parcels and letters to relatives in the GDR during the time where Germany was separated in two parts. And later on, maybe if I can add this, uh, I remember that I was extremely happy about the postal savings book because this was such an excellent and secure means to get cash abroad in other European countries when I traveled as, uh, um, as a teenager. It's a common theme, isn't it, everybody? When we talk to people, they say, we used to keep in contact with family via the post. Uh, it's it's a, such a powerful medium, the mail. I'm preaching to the converted though here, Anya. Let's, let's continue <laughs> with that discussion. Let's get on to what the UNHCR does. So the UNHCR is, well, you often hear it mentioned in the news, in the media. So can you just share with us what precisely does its mandate involve? What kind of assistance does the agency typically typically provide? And I guess even how does it differ from or even complement the efforts of other NGOs on the ground or other humanitarian agencies out there? UNHCR, I mean, it's a bit difficult to pronounce is in fact, the UN, the United Nations Refugee Agency. Uh, United Nations, I mean, this is uh, the, the organization by state. So UNHCR has been created by states uh, more than 70 years ago to provide protection to refugees, uh, people who are forced to flee persecution in their countries and to help finding solutions for them. That was the original mandate which was given to us in 1951 uh, after the Second World War. I mean, very much obviously uh, directed to the refugee situations we had in Europe at the time. And then our mandate was throughout the 70 years of our history amended several times, expanded, and it also now includes other groups of people who do no longer enjoy the protection of their own states, such as, for example, internally displaced people or also stateless persons. We are a very operational agency. We are present in more than 120 countries worldwide. Basically, everywhere where people under our mandate need our help, we will find the UNHCR office. Um, I'm comfortably sitting in Bern, in, but we have, uh, I have colleagues who 
are, you know, working in Kabul, who are working in the South Sudan, who are now working in Kiev and other places in the Ukraine to be out there and help people. The way how we help pe uh, persons of concern differs very much. Uh, in some countries, it just means helping to people to get access to uh, basic means of survival, food, um, accommodation. I mean, that's often the time, um, the, the case in crisis situation like in the Ukraine. Um, but we also protect people. I mean, that's why uh, that's it's our main mandate. So we try to see that people um, get access to their human rights, that they are, uh, that they get access, that they get back into a life uh, that they can restart their lives, integrate in host societies. Um, and as I said, I mean, sometimes we, it might be very uh, related to the delivery of humanitarian assistance, but we also have a very important advocacy role. So um, here in Switzerland, we are not delivering humanitarian aid. It's really the, that's the, the task of the government to take care of refugees. We um, use our expertise to support the government. We advocate for refugees. We try to improve their situation. Um, and in other countries, the UNHCR operation might again look very different. How are we different from other actors? For us, it's really clear the first responsibility under international law always rests with the host state. Um, we are there to support, uh, sometimes also with a critical voice. Uh, and we also very, very often work with civil society actors. So that's really, um, in the ideal case, it's a very complementary way of working with different actors. Um, we, um, we are, as, as I mentioned already, we are a state, um, we have, have been founded, created by states. So we are not a non-governmental organization. Um, so that's, that's a different way of working maybe as other civil society, as civil society actors. You mentioned that you're based in Bern in Switzerland and Switzerland's currently host to well, according to your website, I've got here 130,997 refugees and other persons of concern. And the main countries of origin in 2021 were Afghanistan, Turkey and Algeria. Well, as you've alluded to, we've got a, a major humanitarian crisis on our hands in Europe right now with the situation in Ukraine. So do you see these statistics changing much in light of the current conflict in Ukraine? Uh, first, a, a small correction: the one hundred thirty thousand uh, is the the figure of, of the stock. I mean, of refugees, persons who have already been recognised. Uh, whereas the the countries you are mentioning are the countries of new arrivals. I mean, of asylum seekers. We have approximately we had last year approximately fifteen thousand new arrivals, um, and the. Most important countries of origin, just to mention again, I mean, it's Afghanistan, Turkey, Eritrea, Syria, and uh, then Algeria. Um, and as you, 15,000 new arrivals throughout the whole year from different countries of origin. Now, since February, we have already uh, 
around for almost, we are probably hitting today the 40,000 refugees from the Ukraine, which arrived in only those two months. Uh, you can already see the dimensions. So we think that at the end of the year, we will uh, have as the most important country of origin of people who newly arrive in Switzerland, we will have the Ukraine. So the statistics that you have quoted will have changed indeed at the end of the year. We don't know how long this will be the case. We all hope that this will be an interim um, situation. That's also why people from the Ukraine, they don't get refugee status, they get a specific temporary protection status because we all hope that uh, the protection will only be necessary temporarily and they can go home very quickly. But obviously we don't know and at, this, at the moment it doesn't look like um, a return will be possible in the very near future. So tell us a bit about what the UNHCR Switzerland does in supporting those in this situation, the Ukrainians fleeing the conflict in Ukraine and what initiatives there might be in place for them. Here in Switzerland, um, uh, we, have, we are working on, on in, in different directions. First, it's very important. We provide information to arriving Ukrainians. We have a telephone line. We have a help site on our website. We are responding every email we are getting from people asking for information. Um, then we provide our expertise and advice to the government. For example, we recommended the use of the temporary protection regime. Um, we are monitoring how this regime is put in place to see where there are gaps, where there are risks for people, where more needs maybe to be done. And we provide feedback to see that those uh, gaps are being closed. And we provide information also for the general public on the situation in the Ukraine, our response, the situation in neighboring countries, um, uh, and what are the main challenges also for our operations there. The UNHCR Ukraine has recently announced its partnership with Ukrposhta, which is the Ukrainian postal operator, for the provision of cash assistance to internally displaced Ukrainian citizens. And, of course, Ukrposhta has an existing role in the distribution of pensions in addition to letters and parcels and things like that. Uh, so given that situation, uh, what, are, what are your comments about what the, the role of the UNHCR could be in partnering with posts to help provide services in the country for internally displaced people? Um, for us, that's a very welcome cooperation we have in the Ukraine. And actually, we don't only have it in the Ukraine. It also uh, such cooperations exist with national post offices in other countries. Uh, for us, what we, we, we more and more work with cash assistance because it's a more dignified way of support than delivery of food because people can choose themselves and we can support local markets with uh, with with these through these means um, and there obviously uh, post offices are very uh, welcome partners in delivering such cash cash assistance and just given that then 
Are there any other areas where you think posts can facilitate uh, UNHCR's work? Or and can you? Are there any other examples you might be able to share with us? I mean, we work quite a lot with post offices because what we think is good is that they're often widely used. People know them and they are linked to social protection. So for us, it's a good means also to work towards inclusion of refugees into possibilities and structures that exist in countries. What we see that sometimes is a little bit challenging is the capacity of, of, of post offices, of small po smaller post offices, and that they are often working with cash, where, with cash in hand, whereas we try to work now towards digital cash. But there are already examples where uh, digital cash cooperation has been possible. Uh, examples are the Ukraine, which you mentioned already, but we also had a very uh, important, interesting program in Pakistan in the context of supporting um, refugees in COVID times. Um, where uh, the Pakistan National Post Offices supported us together with the Pakistan government to provide such assistance to people. Beyond the cash assistance, I think I can just say more broadly, um, providing refugees with access to financial services. That's something where we see post National Post Office could play a very important role. Let's also talk about communication then, given that the postal network is a is a communication network. So when when you've come and talk about people who are displaced, displaced internally or being forced to move to another country, how can you help maintain that basic communication with family or friends, especially those who might still be in a in a conflict zone? How are these communication services provided to refugees who, who might not even have a physical postal address? Uh, I have to dis disappoint you a little bit because nowadays communication does not primarily work through physical letter writing anymore. Um, the most important, if you ask refugees nowadays, what's the, your most important, uh, what is most important if you have to flee? It's the mobile phones. So communication nowadays is mostly digital and works via mobile phones. Uh, so most people still have their mobile phones. If they don't have it, uh, that's obviously we try to see whether they can be provided or they can be, you know, also people can, there are often spots where people can be provided with the possibilities to load their mobile so that they can again communicate with relatives, with friends, and also get information, uh, very uh, vital information for uh, where to access services, where to go. So the mobile phone is really um, the major main communication tool nowadays of refugees. Uh, so what about integration of, of refugees? From, wh from where you see it, what, what, is there a role for postal operators in supporting refugees' access to any local activities? What refugees desire most is access to normal life. And it's very important that all actors in a society, all institutions, all organizations provide support here. We have already seen that the posts, posts are important for accessing financial services. But of course, we would very much welcome further support and activities. Um, so any good idea, any post office comes with, we will take it up. 
I was going to ask also that, um, or, or point out that posts are one of those ubiquitous services, aren't they? You find a post office in even very small towns. So as, a, as an information network, there's also that opportunity to sort of hang things off the post office network there. But it's, certainly if posts have ideas, they, we'll share some details at the end of, the, end of this interview on how you can get in contact with the UNHCR. So continue on this topic then, we often see pictures in the news of children fleeing conflict zones and forced displacement is particularly tough on children or other vulnerable groups, whether it's the elderly or disabled, et cetera. So what, what's out there? What, pro, what special programs are there out there for those categories of refugees and could there even be a role for the posts in supporting this? For us, ensuring that all people, including those with specific needs, are mainstreamed in all programs is really a priority for UNHCR. Often this means, first of all, to have pr specific protection measures in place to avoid abuse of these vulnerable populations. We have, for example, just seen again in the Ukraine situation, uh, the danger of human trafficking is very high when it comes to women who are fleeing alone. And here again, I would like to pick up your suggestion There again, uh, obviously, you know, being able to um, to have a poster at a post office could be a very good way to provide such vital information. Uh, and then it is important for us to assess the needs of all different groups and try to address them. For children, for example, access to education is so important. Uh, for other groups, there might, might be other things. And we have such a variety of programs for all these different needs, uh, which we try to, to support and which we try to, to meet. Um, yes, of course, we would welcome any sort of support by post offices, any ideas, uh, what could be done um, apart from what I already mentioned, provision of information. Many of us are looking for ways to, to help with, with the refugee situation or, or other ways, other, other works that the UNHCR might be involved with. So for people who are listening from Switzerland or, or elsewhere, how can they support uh, your agency in its assistance to refugees? UNHCR is so impressed and we very much welcome the fantastic support many people provide to refugees, especially now in the Ukraine crisis. We see, we get a lot of calls for help. We see how much individual individuals, families are engaged to help those that have just let, had to leave everything behind. And there are really plenty of possibilities for volunteer work. Uh, just one example is the private housing program of the Swiss Refugee Council, where you can just um, apply and host a refugee in your home. But there are many, many other ways. We have put some links on our website where people can find information. In Switzerland, it's um, oftentimes it's it's good to really see what is possible or what structures exist for volunteer work locally in the cantons, in the communities, um, and see how you can join uh, such, such initiatives. Um, it's good to have um, to join forces and to do this not completely on your own because then you can get information and help. You can exchange on how to best provide services to, to refugees. If I may, I would like to, to, to conclude with one request. 
we know that everybody's attention is now on the refugees from the Ukraine. And this is very, uh, very understandable and very normal given the situation right now, given that this is a crisis in the middle of Europe, next door, so to speak. But refugees from other countries are still there. We have very high number of displacement worldwide. And those refugees from other countries who are here in Switzerland also would very much welcome your support and engagement. So just to please open your mind. Uh, Ukrainians need your help. That's very welcome. Other refugees also need our help. That would also be extremely welcome. So postal operators should get in contact with the UNHCR office in their country? Exactly. That would be the best. So Google UNHCR, find the office in your country and get in contact. Anja Klug, Head of the Office for Switzerland and Liechtenstein at the UNHCR. Thank you very much for joining us on the UPU Voicemail Podcast today. You've been listening to Voicemail, the official podcast of the Universal Postal Union. Subscribe to the podcast on your favourite podcast platform and you'll get each episode downloaded to the device of your choosing as it's released. My thanks to the team at the UPU for their help putting together this episode. I'm your host, Ian Kerr, and I look forward to your company next time on Voicemail, the podcast of the UPU. Voicemail.